Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning. On March 4, 1933, the United States was in the clutches of an economic depression. The newly elected president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, believed that the great problem in America was not the absence of finances, but the presence of fear. In his inaugural address, he spoke one sentence that has since been often quoted, and here it is. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Henry David Thoreau wrote in his journal on September 7, 1851, nothing is so much to be feared as fear. Francis Bacon, writing in the early 1600s, wrote, nothing is terrible except fear itself. The Duke of Wellington once quipped, the only thing I'm afraid of is fear. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, the Bible says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid. Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, And Moses said to the people, Do not fear. In Psalm 64, verse 1, the psalmist says, Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear. In Matthew 1, verse 20, the Bible records, but while he, Joseph, thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Thou son of David, fear not. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yesterday I proclaim to you that fear is real. Man acknowledges the reality of fear. Men and women in the Bible acknowledge the reality of fear. God himself, through the angel of the Lord, even acknowledged fear is real. But the encouragement this week is, if you are a follower of Jesus, though fear may be real, fear does not have to rule in your life. Fear does not have to rule in your life. So we can acknowledge fear without accepting fear as our lifestyle. We looked at Psalm 27 briefly yesterday, and I want to give you another encouragement from Psalm 27. It's very apparent when you read Psalm chapter 27 that David the author does not deny fear but David, I believe, makes a bold declaration that he will not be defeated by fear. Remember that verse, Psalm 27, verse 1? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, I know he's posing a question there. I know at the end of that verse he's posing a question. He already said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
I know he's posing a question, but it's kind of sort of like he's making a declaration. Because when you read the remainder of Psalm 27, it's very clear David chooses not to give in to fear. Because David understood, I believe, that fear discourages. Fear debilitates. Fear depresses. And ultimately, unchecked and unguarded, fear will defeat the Christian in his everyday journey. And yet Jesus said the thief came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I believe what the enemy is using today to combat believers is fear. The thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. You do not have to be defeated by fear. So, remember what David said. The Lord, yesterday remember, the Lord, the powerful one. The Lord that created. Remember all those miracles we rehearsed in our minds yesterday? That Lord, the Lord, how powerful, is how permanent. The Lord, he uses the word Jehovah, the existent one. He is the one from everlasting to everlasting. He has no ending and he has no beginning. The Lord is, that's permanent. Very few things are permanent in life and in the world. God is permanent. That encourages me. The Lord, how powerful, is how permanent. My, how personal. My light and salvation. See that? He's mine. Is the Lord yours today? Do you have a relationship with the Lord today? David writing later on is an old man, probably. He was old, probably, when he wrote these words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then in Psalm chapter 18, listen to what he says in verse 1. I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength. I will trust him, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my tower. Did you get that? My, 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 my. What is David saying? Psalm 23. What is David saying? Psalm 18. He's saying that the Lord is mine. I have a personal relationship with the God who created the universe. That's the key. David rested in his personal relationship with God. Watch this. To release him from fear. David rested in the knowledge of his relationship with God and that released him from fear. Listen to Psalm 18 again. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. And then he says these famous words in 18.3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be saved. Watch it. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Bam! That's exactly what happened in Psalm 27. That's exactly. God saved him. God delivered him from all of his enemies. So I'm encouraged today by the words, the Lord, how powerful, is how permanent my. He is my Lord.
He is my Savior. And I stand with David today and say the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And the answer is no one or nothing when you have a personal relationship with the God of this world.